Hey everybody, it's Greg from We Podcast and We Know Things. Uh, we had a crazy amount of audio and technical difficulties during this episode. Basically, the computer we use to record is gone, donezo, doing it from a cell phone, trying to upload it and edit it all from a cell phone in like six different pieces. You're going to hear a bunch of different crazy audio for this episode. Um, so no music, no nothing, just a big apology. We still have some great content and we had a really good discussion, so... Uh, you're going to get SummerSlam preview, our Defenders uh, review, um, Winter is Here, and then a whole bunch of stuff for music, video games, movies, and TV. So check it out, and we apologize again for the audio issues uh, and the delay on the episode. Have a great day. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Bend the knee. Welcome to episode 56, everybody. We are recording on Saturday, August 19th. It is 8.17 in the morning. We're a little late getting to this. Well, we, you know, we had some things come up and <laughs> no, no, we could do. I know. God forbid we're not taping at 7.30 in the morning, but it is 8.17 on Saturday morning, August 19th. So any stories you hear from here on out, obviously we have not uh, been caught up if anything drops after 8.17, but welcome to the show. Uh, your nerdy news for everything in music, mu- uh, movies, TV, video games, everything you want to know, we got it here for you. Um, Sam, this weekend, huge weekend. I have the, the bachelor pad all to myself <laughs> as Ashley goes away on her bachelorette party. But it is even cooler because this weekend is SummerSlam. So, uh, I know you're not a big fan. Well, but. well I was going to say, you get that and have some, you know, well-deserved peace and quiet around the house. Because I'm, I'm sure, you know, it gets crowded. You know, you don't get your youth on that, you know, you'd like. But I know this is perfect for you. And, you know, I know you probably have a couple people over, you know. Yeah. You nerds like to watch your wrestling. I, like, I had the uh, wrestling. I had my fantasy football draft last night. So Andrew Pickle was here and Ronnie Cunningham was here. So we had a good time there. Tonight, uh, we have some plans tonight. And then tomorrow, SummerSlam, I actually am only having me and Ash. No one no one else is coming over. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, nobody else. And usually, I always have a Did big Did she say shindig. no one over? <laughs> she may have. She may have. But then she may have reneged on that and said, no, nah, I'm good with it. But, but then, it's too late. But I'm hanging. Yeah. And, and Ryan Cunningham last night made a good point. He said, I'm driving here Friday. I'm driving here Saturday. I'm not driving here you, Sunday. You might as well make it the trifecta. <laughs> That's I mean, totally. I said you might as well. If Ashley's giving you the green light and Rachel's going to give you the green light, you got to go, man. It's SummerSlam. The only big four, man. It only happens 19 times a year with WWE <laughs> pay-per-view. I was going to say, it happens a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> there's, nine, there's, there's only 19 pay-per-views in 12 calendar months, man. We are limited on time here with these pay-per-views. we got to keep rocking and rolling. Uh, but before we get into our quick SummerSlam predictions and, and going down the card as it does happen tomorrow night, Sunday, August 20th, special start time of 5 o'clock Eastern for the kickoff show, 7 o'clock to 11 o'clock for the main show. So you're talking five hours, or six hours, I should say, of wrestling. Wow. it's a lot of wrestling. That's, that's, that's a little too much, my friend. Seven hours for WrestleMania, six for SummerSlam. So, so you're missing Game of Thrones for SummerSlam. I, I am debating what to that's do. That's illegal in some states. I'm, I'm debating what to do because SummerSlam's going to go till 11. I may just stop the pay-per-view at 9 for, for an hour and a half. Watch game and then go back to the paper. I like where your head's at. That, yeah. that sounds more that, of a better option. Well, audience, I, we want to know what you would do in this predicament. If you're watching this, you have to listen to this before SummerSlam because if not, you'll know it's a good show or not. Tell us if you would stop SummerSlam to go watch Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm DVRing it, so I have the option to watch both whenever I want. I'm pretty sure 10 out of 10 people would say, pause the damn wrestling. 
and watch some Game of Thrones. Unless it's like Damien. No, I, I see. Damien's a big Game of Thrones fan. I, I know, but so, he's also a big wrestling fan. As long as he's not actually at the event, I'm pretty sure he would agree with you here. I need, I need. As some, long as he can pause the rest, he'd go back to it. So they're not going nowhere. Ryan Simmons, give me, an, give me your opinion. You're a big wrestling guy, and I think you're a Game of Thrones guy. So give me your opinion there. We want your opinions. Give us that on Facebook. Uh, you can do that right over on Facebook. We podcast, and we know things. Just search that out. You can do it on Twitter at We Pod, and we know we'd love to hear from you there. You can do it at Instagram uh, at We Podcast, and we know things. Anywhere you want to find us, hell, you can just go to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com and just leave us a, a, a line there. Um, or when I'm streaming later, go in my chat and tell me. So uh, what would you do? Would you pause SummerSlam and watch Game of Thrones or wait till SummerSlam is over and watch Game of Thrones at 11 o'clock at night? And then you got to probably go to bed because it's going to be a crazy episode. We'll get to that in Winter is Here. I might not have. I might not be able to go to bed till two o'clock after well, all that adrenaline. I know what we were talking about. Literally, right before we turned it on, it's after Game of Thrones. I'm so freaking hyped that I literally have to watch Ballers just to just to like calm down a little bit because it's. Although I'm just staring at my ceiling, like, huh, I ain't sleeping tonight. Uh, we finished season one of Ballers, so I'm not even caught up there. I'm, I'm on season two, episode one, and it's really good. Yeah, it's, by the way. I mean, if to me, if you watched Honorage. And yeah. you, you like for right. what it was, and if you like sports and and or the Rock and Rob Corddry, they have a good chemistry. It's a, it's a good show. Yeah, I think it's a very good show. I I remember you had told me watch Billions, and that's probably better than Ballers. It, I, it, I, I it's, watched it's, I watched the first episode, and I disagree. See, well, it's I like, it's, I'm a it's, huge it's, sports. It's a, it's a different burn exactly. Yeah. And Ballers is a half hour, Billions is an hour, right. so it's you know. I don't. I I have too many other hour shows that I'm getting through. So Ballers to me is perfect. We binged a season in two days. Yeah, it's and, nice and, and quick. I think it's only it's like ten, ten episodes. episodes short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it was the, actually we did it in one day. What am I thinking? We did it one one day. We started it in the morning and ended it's it. It's just it. like one long movie. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, but let's get into the SummerSlam predictions. Um, this is my favorite part of any show because I tell Sam wrestler names and he goes, "Who the hell are they?" Yeah. <laughs> so no, one thing I did see, I guess uh, Ava Marie tweeted, "I guess she's done." But you know, thank. Everyone went out with some class at least. Yeah, she got released a couple weeks ago, so the all read everything is no longer. Well, you, you know what though? If she decides to, she's the worst in ring. She's awful. So I don't know if she would get signed <laughs> anywhere on in the indie circuit, or I, she just wants she to probably did it to get her pop. She's doing her, her clothing line yeah. that crap. So that was probably just to get her like get that audience in and, there. And listen, Sam. And she's let me, I was going to say, let me ask you this question: If she was on WWE. Right now, she was on let's say Raw. Raw's the red okay. brand, so is she. Would you tune into Raw every Monday night at nine? Monday, well, uh, I'm sorry, Monday night at eight, from eight to eleven. Would you watch it? Well, just for even the Flash is coming back, so no. Exactly. So, but whether when she's I there watch or not, the clips of her, or, yes. Uh, no, now whether she's there or not, are you still going to follow her on Instagram? Of course. Are you she, still going to follow I, her? Of course, on I right. still follow her. So whether she's girl. there or not. You don't care, so it's all good, and I think she's shit. So, but she's, she's definitely a nice, <laughs> a nice looking female. At, at least you're honest. At least I'm honest. We're gonna roll down the SummerSlam card right now. We'll go quickly because um, we have a packed show for you today. Uh, we have a ton of music, movies, video game stuff. Uh, obviously, TV with Winter is here and the Defenders dropping yesterday. We have a ton to get to, so we'll go through the SummerSlam card pretty quickly. Sam's gonna know some of the people here. It's a big ass card. Um, when is it? I know, uh, but let's go through it. Um, here's the kickoff show. There's three matches on the two-hour kickoff show, and I'm pissed off. One of them, one of the matches for the main show was going to be the Hardys versus the Revival. The one of Started the greatest tag big, teams. Start off big. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. This was going to be on the main show. Was uh, Hardys one of the greatest tag teams of all time? The Revival, the best up-and-coming tag team in the WWE, at least on the main roster. The Revival, I believe it was. 
I believe it was Dash. Maybe it was Scott Dawson. It was Dash Wilder. I think it was Scott Dawson. Got hurt. He's out for a few months. That match had to be canceled. So then they threw something else together and put it on the pre-show. Jason Jordan, a.k.a. Kurt Angle's son, quotes. Wow. And the Hardy Boys versus The Miz and his Miz-tourage, which is Curtis Axel, Mr. Perfect's son, and Bo Dallas, which is Bray Wyatt's brother. And both are sons of IRS. So obviously, IRS. We, I'm sure we both want them to lose. Uh, Jason Jordan and the Hardys are going over. There's no doubt. on the, the Hardys are getting buried on the pre-show of SummerSlam, the kickoff show. They're not going to lose. They're going over. Well, I'm, I'm, I, it makes sense to have them there. I mean, I hear you'd rather have them in the main event, but to get people to tune into the, the early show, the Hardy Boys, I'm pretty sure people are going to tune in just for that. I know they're your favorites. So you'll be there. I, I'll be there if they're not on the card at all. It's SummerSlam, baby. We got SummerSlam 2016 up on the on the Titantron. Prepping your diet for right my now. Guy. Yeah, man. Oh, my man almost fell off the back. <laughs> we got Jericho and Kevin Owens versus Enzo and Cass. Neither tag team is still around a, only a year later, which is cool, but all four guys are still doing their thing. Jericho, not so much anymore. But anyway, I got the Hardy Boys in Jason Jordan going over. I'm, I'm assuming you agree. Of course. Uh, moving on, the Cruiserweight Championship match, which is Akira Tozawa versus Neville, uh, the man. I know Neville. <laughs> on, on Raw the, the, this past week, Kurt Angle said, we're not waiting until SummerSlam. We're going to have a Cruiserweight Championship match tonight. And Tozawa went over and is the new Cruiserweight Champion, beating Neville for the first time in eight months. Neville lost. Unbelievable matchup. Um, it was probably... The best match of the night on Raw in a three-hour show, and that's cool that the cruiserweights are finally getting some comeuppance. Uh, I don't know why they would do the title change on Raw and then have the rematch at SummerSlam where you can just have Tozawa go over at SummerSlam to get, again, pop ratings. But whatever, I don't I don't get the booking, so maybe some shady stuff's going to come in. But he beat him clean. Tozawa, I think, retains and goes over Neville. I don't think Neville's going to lose it and win it back five days later. The Red Arrow can't win them all. <laughs> the Red Arrow. Uh, he, he does that sometimes now, too. He hey. stops. I mean, it's a dangerous ass move. I would never do it, but I still think his match with Stephen Amell was pretty, pretty awesome. Well, they, Neville, he ended it. He ended it with the yeah, with the red. Yeah, yeah. Well, Neville is now a heel, so he does the rings of Saturn. It's a pretty gross finishing uh, submission move, but um, every once in a while he throws it out. Every once in a while he'll throw it when he needs to. Like, Probably for the fans, gonna, you know, because yeah. they like it. He he missed the red arrow the other night on Tazal. It was really good, really really good match. And then on the kickoff show again. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. They're going to put a title defense on the pre-show. Uh, the New Day, and it's, they've confirmed it's going to be Xavier Woods, um, famous for the Page sex tape, and and no idea, and Big in Big E uh, with Kofi Kingston on the side versus the Usos, uh, who lost to them at Battleground when I was there when the New Day became champs. Um, so this is just the title rematch, which is understandable why they're putting it on the pre-show. But you're putting a championship match on from the blue brand, which has arguably had the better wrestling on the pre-show. New Day goes over. They retain, I think, the Usos. They have two championship matches on the freaking pre-show. I, don't, I just don't but get I'm, it. I'm telling you, they just want to bring them, them viewerships they, in. They're going to get it anyway. It's SummerSlam. This isn't like... But it's a little, it's a little early. Day. Five o'clock's early to start it, you know? Like, yep. I didn't even have my supper yet. <laughs> <laughs> Opening up. And these matches, uh, now we're moving on to the main card. These matches are in no way, shape, or form the order that they're going to go in. We don't know the order. But we got the Big Show versus Big Cass. In a one-on-one match with Enzo Amore suspended in a shark cage above the ring. <laughs> Good for Big Show for still wrestling, man. Well, any I thought the, I could have sworn he said like it wasn't his last year or something. Two the two dudes. I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last feud and his yeah. probably his last big pay per view. He's been uh, around since we've been kids. The two dudes that you just watched Captain on TV. <laughs> um, 
Enzo and Cass, the big dude mm-hmm. in the little, you said he was an Odell Beckham Jr. wannabe. Yeah, look um, like. They, that's who I'm talking about right okay, now. That okay. big Cass was the tall guy. Yeah. They needed another seven-footer to go against them, so that's why they went with the big show. Enzo and Cass broke up a month or two ago. Um, Enzo's kind of aligned himself with the big show. They did a really good storytelling job on Raw. Big show came down. Uh, he's been knocking out big cast lately i'm talking like legitimate punches to the jaw yeah. cast has been great taking those um but this past week on raw they got the shark cage down they put big shows arm in it and slammed the door and kayfabe broke his hand so he can't deliver his finisher now oh, they wow. broke so they're telling a <laughs> yeah, good yeah, story yeah. No, start setting it up yeah big show doesn't have uh his finisher he's also got his buddy enzo in the shark cage he's so he can't still, help out he still got choke slams this, that's all you need with a left hand on another seven footer is difficult an offhand and another seven footer. The guy's taller than Big Show, so it's it, the story is there. I think Big Cass has to go over. If you're trying to push him as your as your big face, or I'm sorry, as your big heel, go. Let him take your it. big I monster heel. Fine. Um, so I think I think Big Cass goes over on the Big Show. I'm I gotta go Big Show. You know me, Randy Orton and Rusev. Randy Orton's RKO is out of nowhere. This match is out of nowhere. It's about a two week build of a feud. Um, there was a cool thing on SmackDown the other night where Rusev was given a promo and he just was about to say Randy Orton's name. He went Randy, and then Orton came in and dropped an RKO out of nowhere. It was cool. I don't know, them videos when like Those whoever, whoever edits them are fucking so fun. gold. Yeah, they're so much fun. But Randy Orton has lost almost every big pay per view yeah, match over the last one. few years. I think he has to. Has he's he's to go due, over. right? He's I, I'd go Randy Orton. Too. Me, me too. The Viper. Um, Baron Corbin versus John Cena in what is a very confusing matchup because Baron Corbin wins the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, so he has the contract that he can cash in at any time for any title opportunity, which is obviously always going to be the WWE Championship. There's only been one failed cash-in in history, I believe, which was was it Damian Sandow. I cannot remember um, who that was. Or maybe it was, there was two, and it was Mr. Kennedy and Damian Sandow. Don't quote me on that. But usually... You always win the title whenever you get the Money in the Bank contract. You cash it in, and it's almost expected that you're the next guy. Okay. Uh, right now, Jinder Mahal is the champion on SmackDown. Um, you said Jinder? Jinder Mahal, yep. Um, from, well, uh, he's, he's, he's from India, uh, so they have him going as the champion right now. Who he'll face it, we'll get to in a minute. But um, he wrestled John Cena the other night on SmackDown. Pretty decent match, whatever. He kicked out of an AA, and attitude adjustment, so it made Jinder look strong. I get that. John Cena goes to the second rope, delivers a super AA off the ropes, um, and right when he's about to pin him, one, two, you see Baron Corbin come in and throw his briefcase at John Cena, hits him, breaks up the pin, and then Corbin walks away, turns around, runs back to the ring, and cashes in his Money in the Bank on SmackDown. Not at SummerSlam, okay. but on SmackDown. People are going nuts. He's going to lose his title. That means John Cena's going to go against Baron Corbin for the title at, at SummerSlam. It's going to be awesome. And what happens? Cena interferes. Jinder Mahal rolls him up, and Baron Corbin wastes his, his cash in and does not become the champion. So now it's Jim, John Cena. Salt C- is real. Now, the salt is so real. <laughs> they must hate him for what he did on Twitter. Oh, they must hate him. He did. You go on Twitter. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. And uh, but this is this is the gist of what happened on you Twitter. You stupid! <laughs> um, gin, um, a person tweeted at uh, Baron Corbin, basically talking trash, mm-hmm. right? And he tweeted back at him. Baron Corbin basically tweeted back at him, and he's a heel, so he's probably in kayfabe. Uh, but he said, "You're a loser. Get, you know, get out of my face." Right. Whatever he said, something along those lines. And he tweeted back, um, "Your boss doesn't think I'm a loser." And he it was a, he's in our military. 
and he tweeted a picture when Vince McMahon came overseas to visit him while he was stationed overseas oh, wow. and said, I, while I'm defending your country, I don't think I'm such a loser. And so salty shit. It's like he, I, I don't like that he played the military card. Everybody plays the damn military card, but you did serve our country, so thank you, sir. Yeah, so it is like oh <laughs> the guy probably said, Oh, I ain't gonna reply back to him. Delete I, lo- I lost delete. That one. Delete. <laughs> delete. Uh but there you go. Baron Corbin now does not have the money in the bank. He's not the champion. John Cena will doesn't have the opportunity to gain the briefcase or the title. This match is now just a singles match. So Cena's taking time away from the the Bumblebee solo film to go back and wrestle. Well, he just came. Yeah. He just came back too. I think Baron Corbin goes over here. I think. Yeah. I think that that match on Tuesday night pisses him off. He's got this edge to him, this big new attitude to him, and he beats John Cena. John Cena goes off to Raw. And, and, and after, well, I was going to say maybe Cena kind of like. Just disappears to the movie life to do the film first? Cena is the 16-time champion. He's tied for the most ever. If he gets one more title reign, I, I'm sure he's he the will. all-time leader. I think they want to do that Who's soon. Who's he tied with? Flair? Is Flair, it Flair? Yeah, 16 freaking times. Uh, but that is, I think Corbin goes over just from a newfound pissed-offness. And, and <laughs> that makes sense. John Cena can eat the loss and still be John Cena. He'll, no, he's not he'll still get him. his. Not going to affect him. If Baron Corbin gets rolled up in three seconds by Jinder Mahal and then loses to John Cena and jobs out at SummerSlam, kiss him goodbye. And he's a decent wrestler. He's a decent yeah. asset. He's a pretty good heel on SmackDown. So I'm kind of – oh, and, and by the way, uh, our our thoughts and prayers to Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean, saw so he's still in little con- you know, the critical condition. I guess he had some type of surgery and it's – Hey man, the life of you know the way I heard the stories you hear of him drinking, you know. So hey, listen, hope he, he gets better. If if there was one person that had a full life, it Berkeley. was Nate. I I heard uh, I was like I guess some like TMZ or something called up with Hogan. They were like something about Flair, and he's like, "Come on, Flair, time to get that last second kick out." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, that, that was That's that was good. nice." And why well, the only reason I say that now is because as we're watching SummerSlam from last year, it's his daughter uh, on screen now, Charlotte. So I was just it kind of reminded yeah. me. Rick Flair, we, we send you our and best. Our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Raw Tag Team Championships, which are on the main show, not the pre-show. Sheamus and Cesaro feature uh, the champions going against a mini Shield reunion. Dean Ambrose and Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, no Roman Reigns here uh, for the tag team titles. Mini Shield got it. they they go over. Yeah, I was saying they, they probably win. I, I still like Sheamus, so I'll go I'll go with that Irish bastard. All right, so you got Sheamus and Cesaro. I got the Mini Shield going over. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I think that they're just telling to start starting to tell that story. But it makes sense for them to win, though. And I think there's more to that story. They can probably have a really good six-month run with those titles and have that tension. There's a lot of tension in there right now. Do they trust each other? Do they not? I think giving them the belts forces them to work together. I think it could tell a really good story. Moving on, the SmackDown Women's Championship and the match that Ashley is looking forward to most, her glow girl, Naomi, the the SmackDown (laughs) Women's Champion versus Natalia, which is Bret Hart's niece, Jim the Anvil Neidhart's uh, daughter. Uh, going up one-on-one singles match, no chance in hell Natalia wins. I got Naomi going over. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, what we want to do real quick is just say apologies that this is a jump cut clearly and this is going to be post-production. But Sam and I, uh, are uh, we're having com- some major technical difficulties. It looks like this will be the last episode on this computer. Rest in peace, laptop. Um, so what we are doing is now using the audio channels built into the computer. It will not handle our microphone. It's a system overload every time. This is our third or fourth time trying to get the audio done for you guys and the episode done for you guys. So we apologize. We're just going to have to do a normal episode with 
it, the audio quality is not going to be great from this point on. This is go, this is going to be the quality you get. So we do apologize. Just bear with us for that. Um, I will try to get a new computer, but I I don't see that happening. Will, will you get married? In I get married in less than weeks. a month, so I just don't see me yeah. doing that right now. So we will figure out some way to continue to deliver you the podcast. Um, but this will be how it has to be right now. So um, he dumps he dumps the bucket of blood on him. Uh, then Finn Balor. You see him in the backstage area. He's wiping the blood off. He goes right into Kurt Angle's office and says, Bray Wyatt has his demons. I have my demons. And it's like setting up Demon Finn versus Bray Wyatt, which is what everybody wants to damn see, which is awesome. Uh, And then, of course, two minutes later, they ruin it by showing the graphic of Demon Demon Finn Balor. It's like, great. You could have just left us with that little taste. Yeah, just tease us a little bit. Wait for the match. That's what I was waiting for. But I got Finn Balor going over. There's no way he does not. I, I would pick him, too. I, I saw a couple of his matches. He's a badass. For the United States Championship, AJ Styles, the champion, versus Kevin Owens. Again, this is the fifth or sixth time on TV they've done this. But this now has Shane McMahon as the special guest referee. I, I always like when he referees. I saw like the little promo where um, which, uh, Kevin Owens accidentally like, drop kicked Shane. I saw it. That was, that was pretty good. So that was this past week on SmackDown. Okay. The week before that, AJ Styles hit McMahon with a Pele kick. So now they've both hit McMahon. <laughs> so now it's like, oh, uh, what it's do you do? What do, game. you do? Now there is a rumor out there. I won't dive into it because I don't like to, to listen to them. I don't want you guys to have spoilers or anything like that in case you don't want them. But um, I will not let it affect me. I will say AJ Styles retains his title and goes over. Well, you know I don't really like Kevin Owens, so that's my that's my pick also. In what will be my favorite match of the night, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the challenger for the WWE title, goes up against Jinder Mahal. And the only reason it's going to be my favorite match of the night is because we're going to see Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura yeah. He, as the champion. His intro it is great. It I, is I, amazing. Between you and Damien, just just like watching his Snapchats, just his entrances, it's, I, I, I go with him also. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura-san. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hyped. Do they do some crazy big entrance like they did for takeovers? Who knows? I'm really excited about this match because now Corbin doesn't have the briefcase. So yeah. now there's no reason for Jinder to win because he won't get cashed in on. And Shinsuke is run. And Shinsuke possibly do. And Shinsuke is he is a superstar. He's 37, 38 years old. He doesn't have, he's on the back nine of his career. <laughs> Poor Shinsuke. <laughs> so I mean, I, I would I would one hundred percent think Shinsuke goes over yeah, tonight or I, tomorrow night. I agree hundred uh, percent. and in the last match of the evening the Universal Championship, the WWE Universal Championship, in a fatal four-way match between Braun Strowman, uh, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and the champion Brock Lesnar. Well, that's actually a pretty that's a, really that's a pretty good lineup in a fatal four-way. Now, remember, Sam, in order for Brock Lesnar to lose, he does not need to be pinned. Braun can pin Roman. Roman yeah. can pin Joe. Joe can tap out Lesnar. As long as you win, that's definitely the heavyweight bout. I mean. I'm not a big fan of Braun, and we already know I'm oh, not a big fan of Brock, but I'll, I'll go with the Brock and, all right. you know, and Roman Reigns. So there's a stipulation on the line. Let's see if this changes you at all. Brock has been rumored to go back to UFC. So if Brock loses, he's done in WWE. I would say, well, John Jones kind of called him out and then tweeted back at him, careful what you wish for. So I'm so. thinking Braun Strowman goes over. And he is our new Universal Champion. Uh, It it makes sense. I want a monster to be our champion. I know Brock's a monster, but he's part-time. I want the 7-foot-tall, 350-pound dude who threw Roman Reigns 
into an ambulance and then tip the ambulance over. I want to see that man as our champion because who's going to stop him, you know? <laughs> I don't even know, man. You guy, he's a beast. Demon Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman at Survivor Series? That would be sick. That's like half the man. I don't even know. That's like not even fair. <laughs> but that is our SummerSlam preview. Uh, please, everybody, you get three free months of the WWE Network right now for a trial. Like they're desperate. So so you get SummerSlam for free if you just sign up for the three-month trial. Remember to cancel. But just do your thing. You owe it to yourself. SummerSlam is going to be a great show tomorrow night. Let's move into our trivia section. It is 2.5 for me, 1.5 for Sam. First to 11, win by two. Um Sam, I'll let you try to catch up first. Okay, that's, cool. that sounds fair to me. Okay, cool. So what we'll do uh, here, uh, if you don't know, if you get the question straight away, it's one point. If you need multiple choice answers and you get it right from there, it is one half of a point. That's why we each have half of a point. Sam, in SummerSlam oh, God. 1992, it was in London. The British Bulldog, makes sense, was in the main event for the Intercontinental Championship. He beat... Who in front of his hometown? Who did he beat for the Intercontinental Championship SummerSlam 1992? And where were and they? were in London. In London. So he went over at home. I'm drawing a complete blank. You, well, you know, I can't even, I can't, I have to hear the names. It's, I, it's, I will give you a hint without giving you the names. It's a huge name. I have a name. 92. Hogan. Intercontinental, not heavyweight. I, I'm, give, I'm, okay. I'm giving you that hint without giving you that hint because I heard your answer. That F's me even more. I have to hear the names, dude. I, I don't know. Shawn Michaels, All right. Brett the Hitman Hart, The Undertaker, or Owen Hart? Let's go Brett the Hitman Hart. Correct. Woo! Very nice. Dude, I, I just had to hear the names because, I mean, obviously I would have went Hogan because I'm thinking 92. And that's he why was, I stopped you. Because he's the biggest, you know, And, and at he that was time. usually the heavyweight title. So. And that's why you said, well, it's not Hogan, yeah, of course. So Sam is now up to two, baby. Still behind, but hey, it's, it's, it's better than nothing. You were behind last time and you right, came back right. and won. So. All right, so, so mine uh, is maybe a little bit off defender, so. But great. You, but you got to know a little bit of comics, so we'll see. I don't. Out of the four heroes in the Netflix Defender series, which character only appeared as a defender for one day? So I, it's, you know, it's the main guy. So I won't even in the comics. No, well, I'm out of the, the, the TV show. One of these characters was only a defender for one day in the comic. Correct. Luke Cage. Final answer. Yes. Incorrect. Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I was, you, know, you knew the answer. Like you knew the four. So even yeah. if you, you know it was a point, no matter what. But. Well, that it is that time. Do you feel the cold coming through the air? Do you feel it is cold in here? Do you feel it's <laughs> no, air's down to sixty-seven. Don't kill me, uh, Ashley. Uh, do you feel well, the icicles on the no. doors? Well, it, it's better than fifty-five when we're at your bachelor party. We are south of the wall, but it is winter. It is here featuring Greg and Sam. <laughs> he said, I give up on the titles. I got nothing this week for titles. Um, but we had episode five last week, Eastwatch. Uh, a lot happened. A lot happened. It wasn't. It didn't have that crazy set piece, big battle like episode four did. I think we're going to get that well, in six. I was like, considering they probably dropped 40% of their budget on last episode. Yeah, so. and, and, and I think uh, you have the Avengers of, of, Winter, or of, of West of <laughs> Wessex, or Westeros, I mean. You have the Avengers coming out this this for episode six. I think episode five was a really strong episode. Um, it started off 
Jamie and Braun are both alive and well, like we said they were going to yeah. be. They come out of the water and they're perfectly unscathed. And oh, by the way, everyone's gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm still pissed that they. Why? If Drogon should have been just waiting there. And like, as soon as they come up, so they held their breath. He swam him fucking two football fields away. <laughs> I'm very. I mean, it's okay. I'm butthurt, but because he should have been dead. He yeah. should have been flamethrowered. He should have been gone. <laughs> the Charizard should have burnt his ass to a crisp. And if he didn't, the man can't. He's not a fish. Yeah. He can't hold his breath forever. And it really, and all me that with damn, all that heavy armor. So okay, but. We, we let it go. We have let logic go this entire season so far. <laughs> well, there is a dragon. Right. I get, I get it, but we... <laughs> I mean, so logic is right out the window. We've let logic go because of the... Uh, because of, like, the, the time it takes people to travel would be yeah. a lot longer. So, like, we've let that kind of stuff... Oh, Maurice. We've let that kind of stuff go. Um, I, so, I get that, but... Man, that's so dumb. Yeah, you know, because we were like, they're probably prisoners. Nope. They I got away. Yeah, prisoners. I know. Me too. Me too. But. I'm, I'm just really annoyed that they got away scot free. Like, well, that's I mean, really annoying. It's got to be setting up the song. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to you know what happens, but it's just like, <sighs> all right. So Jamie and Braun are all well and good. Then you cut across the freaking, apparently the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> but it looked like just to be like a lake, but that's fine. Uh, and then you have uh, Dickon Tarly and uh, Samuel Tarly's father. I can't remember his name. Rand- Randall. Randall Tarly. And then the rest of the Lannister army, all kind of corralled and in prison and kind of imprisoned by uh, Daenerys. She says, bend the knee or die. That's it. Basically. Tyrion goes like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. She says, like, I yeah, she, my chance. Yeah. And, you know, theirs. some people did bend the knee, but, you know, Randall and, and, and guys, spoilers, come on. Like we say every week, I just want to tell you now. Dickon and Randall did not bend the knee. They, they did not make it. And, and you know what? Randall was like, bend it. Bend the knee. He did not want his son to, to be so stubborn or have Well, I mean, you kind of don't want your son to get flame broiled along with you. You know, yeah. at least kind of live on, keep our family going. Because exactly. maybe he didn't think that Samuel, you know, Samuel Tarley would, you know, have a child, which he does have, but, you know, still. And so you now have Dickon and, and uh, Randall. They come forward. Daenerys calls him forward, and she goes, Dracarys. That's it. And then, boom, Drogon, flamethrower. I would say flame wheel attack, oh, maybe fire blast. I, I, I would just say flamethrower and it was super effective. Ashed, it was gone. Su- yeah, so that's that's. And that. then everyone else immediate bend the knee. knee, and that was a good moment because that a you get the Mad t- Queen teaseries type stuff, yeah. which I don't know if it's going to pay off or not, but you get that, and then you also get the okay, she's bad. Ass. I mean, I always know she was a badass. This is also true, <laughs> but it, 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 it was bad. It was it was sick to see. And and I think now you have Daenerys being set up to. She has even more of an army. So basically, she, all the soldiers, the Dothraki that she just lost, she gained a lot of that back because the Lannister army now bends the knee for her, um, or at least that piece well, of for the now. Lannister army. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that was um, that was a big moment. I think Daenerys had a nice, a couple big moments in this episode. She did. So we'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. So you go, and and we're going way out of way out of order here. We we understand that. We're sorry. Um, we're very sorry to everybody that uh, is like thinking it's going to be sequential. Um, but then you go to King's Landing. You cut back to Cersei, and of course he walks in. Jamie's all well and good. Um, Cersei sits there. She knew. Was now did Tyrion meet with her this episode or last episode? I. I believe it was this episode. Was it this? Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was because when, when so, they got t- back, so Tyrion and Jamie meet. And Kyburn was they were kind of yeah, shadily Ky- have a meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kyburn was down. The, uh, was there, but Tyrion and Jamie uh, meet down in the crypts where the where Kyburn actually 
you know, shot the arrow through the dragon skull and they meet for the first time in a couple seasons and they have the conversation and it's a really solid conversation of, you know, Daenerys is, is real. She is not here like, to give, go. like give up give basically. Up. Yeah. And, and Jamie says, you know, why should I believe you? Blah, blah, blah. So it was a really good conversation. Goes back up to Cersei. She knew about it and let it happen. And let it happen. And that was crazy that she's all apparently all knowing. She I has mean, her I, little birds. I figure she does have her own birds and kind of they have their thing after they talk and she says, Don't ever, you know, like disobey me again or go behind my back. And I was like, kinda of like a threat, like, oh Jamie, you F out one more time. I think that you Cersei might end Jamie now. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just little little tidbits in there. And and there are and it makes you swerve a little bit. And then they throw the giant bomb in there of Cersei's like, Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm pregnant. Yeah. And Jamie says, Whose is it? And she goes, It's yours. Like, okay, they lost they lost uh, everybody. Marce- the Marcella was it? No, I think it's Marcella Lannister. I forget the. They lost the daughter with the poisoning. They lost two sons, Joffrey and uh, oh my god, t- uh, King. Uh, a guy who jumped out the window. Yeah, what the hell's his <laughs> I, name? I can't even think of his name. I mean, what? What is even that big to even remember his name? What? King. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, man, I can't remember either. But anyway, that's really sad. Hey, dude, well, he went, he had like a small part, you know. Like he, you know, he was like the lamb in the family, you know. <laughs> but he was king eventually. Um, yeah, for a week. So, so he, they're all they're all gone. Yeah. She has nothing left. They're gonna have another child. Jamie is <sighs> okay. Let's make out. Yeah, you know what, what else? You know, but just how brothers and sisters do. And and so you have all this happening in King's Landing, where they're still concentrated on Daenerys, where. They're trying to let them know, okay, how do we – meanwhile, like Jon Snow and them are, are like, how do we get Cersei to realize that there is a bigger war out there and then we can all kind of even even work together on this? Let's go get a White Walker. Well, well, well basically, and James, we can't win this. You yeah. know, it's like if, if she says the dragon's on us, we're done. And yeah. she's like, we'll find a way. We always do type of deal. But, this is also true. You're but right. how about when Bran was controlling the ravens to go – catch up on the white walkers yeah. i thought that was one of the coolest scenes ever just just to see how powerful I mean, we already know that he's the third eye raven he's strong as shit but just to see the the white walker king when he looked up and then he just i was like oh shit tommen tommen that's right that sounds tommen. right that sounds right that sounds good yeah tommen i think yeah cool but yes you're right brand wargs into the raven and then it's like the whole flock is there and they fly Our over the White Walkers. Huge. It is huge. They go over that the mountainside and the snow, and you see the whole group there. And then you see the Night King just look over real quick, and then they all disperse the ravens. It was badass. Yeah, it was. And then you see the Night King with that White Walker behind him, yep. the long-haired White Walker. So you know it's coming. You know they're on their way to Eastwatch. You know they are. So you know, I, I, this is where we have to jump forward, and we'll go back to the Gendry stuff. We'll go back to the Arya Littlefinger stuff. But you jump forward and the uh, Jorah Mormont stuff, but. You got – well, I guess we have to talk about George. Jor's back. George's back. He finds his way back to Daenerys. We knew he was healed because he, he, he left healed, as yeah. well. So he comes back and Daenerys is in, elated to see him. She's elated that he's cured. She accepts him back. She accepts the apology. He still wants a piece of that ass, but that's fine. He probably won't get that he ass. He won't get that ass. He, gonna make, he ain't going to make it this season. Yeah. Um, when they're devising this plan of let, we got to go get Cersei a, a white so we can – To prove that these things, things exist. Um, he says, I'll do it. I'll go. Well, he said, I'll serve you any way I can, and he's a, he's a man of his word. So now he is going to go with Jon Snow and uh, uh, 
Tormont Giants Bane, the redheaded man who was hilarious yet again yeah. in this episode. It's the blonde woman. No, no, no it's the big woman or something. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, the big blondie or whatever. I, I hope they hook up somehow. <laughs> I hope. He's going to make it back. They go to Eastwatch. He's there. Then they go down into the cell. There's the hound. There's the dude who got resurrected seven times. And there's the other guy who got drunk a lot. I can't remember their names right something now. Something a light, father of light or something I like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember their names right now. But you guys know Bendik. Ben Dardarian? I don't, I don't remember. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. who we're talking about. Exactly. They're all in like a cell. Yeah. Just chilling there. And they're like, hey, we'll go. It's cold as shit in here. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll go. So now you have the Avengers. You have Jon Snow. You have Jorah Mormont. Yeah. You have Tor, uh, Jor, Ty, uh, You have Gendry. You have um, Tormund Giants Bane. You have then the three guys in the cell, including the Hound. And then I think it's Dandrick Dan Dan Barbarian. Bar- Bar- uh, something. I can't remember. But uh, And then the two other guys there. They're all going out to, to secure. Okay, everybody, uh, again, we've had some audio issues, and we apologize for them. We are now scrapping the computer audio <laughs> altogether, and we're recording this on our cell phone. The struggle is real but today. That is how dedicated we are to bringing you the best possible episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. We were in the middle of winter is here. I don't even know where we're talking about. I'm so furious right now. My blood is boiling so... You hear the tone of my voice. We're pissed off. We're very <laughs> pissed off right now. Um, so we apologize that this is the way it's going to have to go. We're going to have to cut some stuff out. I'm not sending an hour and a half file to my email, and I'm not recording an hour and a half on my cell phone. So I'm going to cut the episode in chunks. So you're going to hear some cuts today. You have already heard a couple by this point. Um, you're going to hear three different audio changes. So we just apologize in advance. I'll probably send out... You're probably already hearing this for the second time, but I'm probably going to send out a nice little note at the beginning of the show like, hey, here's what happened. We apologize. Kind of uh, uh, prepare yourselves. But overall, the episode – I have to pull my notes here. Um, But the episode was a very solid episode overall like we said. Um, I kind of forget where we left off to be honest with you. Uh, we we were talking about the Avengers basically going north of the wall yeah. to get a White Walker I th- or a White I should say I think they're going to end up at Eastwatch. It's going to be a huge battle. Out of the people that are there, Sam, because we now we can get into the preview of Episode Six. Um, who do you think doesn't make it home? I, I could this see, episode. I could see one or two of the people that were in the jail. So what, Hound? I don't want to say I like the beard guy. I like him. I don't want him to go. The hound. I you know I, I don't I think he's going think nowhere. I still think it's Beric Dardarian or Beric. So I'll, I'll, we'll that, go with that's it. fine we'll with me. With so I, we'll see because you know it looked it looked good. Like one of the previews we saw that they're all in a circle and that they're coming. So I, I literally can't wait for it tomorrow night. I think Jorah doesn't make it back. You think this episode? Jorah goes down. Giant's Bane goes down. Both of them. I think it's a Glenn Abraham. You take two. Could be well-respected characters out of the show. I, I don't want to see Jorah go yet. Just after he got his skin cut off, exactly. You know, I don't. He wanna... went through all this crap. He saw her, and now he never gets to see her again. Then kind of ma- he maybe makes the noble sacrifice to go take this back to Daenerys. I'll hold them off. Right. Okay, and, I can and, see that because he's Daener- a noble. He's and a noble. Then Daenerys gets pissed, and she says, "They killed Jorah. Let's go get him." That, okay, that's a thought. That's a thought right there. Okay, and that's kind I look of at it like that. There. Do, right. do you have any? No, I, I it kind of now that you, I wasn't I wasn't on that wave like now that wall. I mean again, they're but they still want the White Walker to kind of prove to Cersei that they exist. But you know then they can all focus on the White Walkers right. and then go after Cersei. That's right. Uh, we also had Arya and Littlefinger and Sansa. Arya and Sansa aren't trusting each other. We know that. Uh, yeah, there's tension. Arya there's tension. follows around the uh, follows the uh, follows Littlefinger around. Gets him. He, he she's outside of his cell, not his cell, room. but his room. Um, he gets a note by some dude. She then waits for him to leave. She goes into the room, 
finds the note in his pillow. It is the note that Sansa had to write Ned Stark uh, when she was pr- imprisoned by Joffrey. Um, first season. First season. Basically saying, Dad, bend the knee. Yeah. You got nothing here. And now I think with the little trust that maybe Arya had for her is probably all gone. Or, yes, but, or is it? Because you saw when Arya left the room, Littlefinger was watching her. Wait. Now, here's the problem. Arya is this badass assassin that can take faces and hide here and do this. And she didn't just take the dude who wrote, who gave him the notes face. Yeah, Bob, Bob. And, and Littlefinger saw it coming. Like, you're going to tell me Littlefinger's more cunning than Arya? Well, well Littlefinger is cunning, and, and Arya's still a girl. You know, a little girl. She's still got learning to do. Yeah, but she... My thought is she is so blinded by this that she's forgetting her training. And that's Possibly. where I'm thinking is she's making these small mistakes. I still think Littlefinger's going down hard this season. Maybe episode eight, not episode... Or, or sorry, seven. Maybe episode seven, not episode six. But uh, I don't I don't see this ending well for Littlefinger, and I don't... There are theories out there that Arya's going to kill Sansa. I mean, I, I don't. Think I that mean, happens. I don't know if that's going to happen unless Sansa does some truly treacherous shit. But Arya's, you know, she don't obviously don't trust Littlefinger. She's questionable with Sansa. Just don't hurt Arya, guys, please. For, for this episode six coming up, I would be good, and I want your opinion. I would be good if you tell ten minutes of Arya Sansa story, and then go for the rest of the hour, whatever you're going to do for all the wall stuff. I, I could definitely see that happening, but I, I still feel like there's so much there's, – there's little tidbits. I, they got to tie up so much storyline. That's line. what they do in the finale though. The penultimate episode has always been the one with the crazy stuff. Battle of Blackwater, yeah. Ned being beheaded, the Red Wedding. All that stuff happens in the last second to last episode and then the last episode ties it. Yeah. So if you have this crazy long battle for 40 minutes to an hour and then you have the next episode – Tying it all together and mourning the losses and da 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 da. I think that's what I'd like to see, and I'd like to see some action here with you know maybe if you want to show a little bit of Cersei Jamie, that's yeah, fine. I, I think that they have to show a little bit, but this I think is going to be an action packed episode. Definitely looking forward to it. I, I think I think we've gotten everything we wanted out of the season and more. Oh, easily. I'm, I, very happy. I'm just sad that there's only two left. I'm very happy about this season. There were 10.7 million viewers for this episode, a new record breaking episode four's record of 10.2. And you were right. You called it in the season opener when I said, you know what? Season openers and families always get the biggest pop. It's not going to top it. And you said they'll keep going, and they have. It's just – I mean after that, you know, the Drogon episode, I mean how could you not? Everyone just in it. Like after that episode, to me, that's one of my favorite episodes I've ever seen. The police in India actually made an arrest for the people who leaked out episode four early, which is nice to see. But then HBO Spain accidentally leaks out out this episode six. So if you want to watch it early, you can. I, I urge you not to. Yeah, I mean, I know a few buddies downloaded and already saw the episode, and they already said, Sam, once you're done watching it, call me. But real fast, before we, you know, we, we continue, I just wanted to say, how cool was the scene when we saw Jon Snow actually get to pet Drogon? Yeah, you had Jon Snow petting Drogon, almost confirming that he's a Targaryen. Then you had Gilly and Samwell in, uh, when Samwell's doing his thing. They left, by the way. He doesn't want to be a maester anymore. He yeah. leaves the Citadel. He's going to go fight. Um, Gilly basically says, oh, and this Rhaegar guy? A, s- a secret... Wedding, you yeah. know, and then everyone was like, oh, everyone right there was basically nail in the head. And, you know, Gilly, Gilly can't really read, so she can't pronounce Rhaegar. But that 100% gives us R plus L equals J. Yep. It's Rhaegar and Lyanna equals Jon Snow. We got we know the lineage of his parents. We already knew it as a worst-kept secret in, in Westeros. But you, <laughs> you have uh, – that's a real thing now. Um, then you have the Targaryen oh, – I'm sorry, Jon Snow, Pet and Drogon – is he going to ride a dragon this season? I would, I would, I would say maybe in the finale. 
or to the beginning of next episode. But after that, just to see the way he kind of walked up to him, and I saw onliners the memes. If you saw, might have been the second or third Shrek where the the purple dragon comes, kind of gets all lovey dovey <laughs> yeah. with, with Donkey. And dude, it's like almost like they went like next to each other. It's almost the same thing. That's really. And funny. I was like, that that's awesome. So I'm that. really hyped to see that. That is really really funny. Does there was there anything else that happened this episode? I don't think so. Off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure that's probably about like the, the main. Oh stuff. oh no shit, duh, Gendry. Oh, well. Gendry. So, Gendry, we haven't seen since season two, I believe, when he was getting leeches on him by Melisandre, and then they took him. Um, we've been waiting for him to come back. Uh, he comes back. He's in He's in King's Landing. He's yep. a smith. He's still there he's where still he was there put- doing his thing. And they're like, you know, they don't know me. They don't recognize me. So, um, what's his... I can't remember his name. I know. I was I was literally just thinking, and I, I can't even think of his name. I'm having a brain fart right now. The guy who... Yeah, we're, again, we're using our cell phone to record this, so I can't look it up. Sam, we don't yeah. use like these these notes. We're trying to do this off the top of our heads. But um, I think it doesn't begin with a V. The guy who can't read, he's with Jon Snow, who gave him the hilarious introduction of, this is Jon Snow, King, <laughs> King, of, King, of North, King of the North. And that's and it. He's basically trying to tell him to keep your identity a secret, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as he sees Jon Snow, bam, introduces his full real name. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> so he... Uh, they have Valerian Steel in King's Landing. He chooses to make a hammer so he doesn't have to wield a sword. He comes out with this badass hammer. They try to sneak him out from King's Landing. The Golden People, they come and find him as they see Tyrion walking by. And they were about to get away, but then Tyrion walks by him. They turn around like, oh, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. What's in the boat? And then when they turn around. That's the around, scar in his face. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and they kind of recognize Tyrion there. But as soon as they're walking away in the boat, uh, or about to get away, Freaking Gendry comes up from behind him, bashes their faces oh, in with brutal, this brutal. It was absolutely brutal. So it's good to see Gendry is also one of the Avengers going north of the wall. Yeah, he's the Thor. With them. So he's <laughs> Thor. That's hilarious. Yeah. You got Jon Snow's yeah. Captain America. You have Hound as Iron Man because he won't die. Uh, you have Tormont Giants Bane's the Hulk because he's huge. You have Gendry's uh, Thor. You have the guy, the, the guy who drinks a lot is Black Widow because no one cares. Jesus uh, or God. Hawkeye. That's, I was just going to say, Br- 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 she, she could be you know, the Black Widow. Yeah, she's but she, she's not one of the Avengers north yeah. of the wall. But that's really funny that you can make those types of comparisons. Um, but it was, again, really solid episode. The next two are like an hour and an hour, almost an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting almost and, and, Game and of Thrones They said they're movies. like too many movies, exactly. So I'm excited about that. But there's another, uh, there are the spinoffs. That said, they will be recognizable as a past event. Says writer Jane Goldman, which is just fine. I'm completely happy with that. I don't want the prequels to tell the same story. No, give, give us something new because obviously, I mean, even if you did bring back older characters, we would be hype, I'm sure. But to give us something new, I'm sure everyone who's watching Game of Thrones is going to watch the spinoffs. The Defenders dropped yesterday on Netflix on Friday. Oh God! You, you finished it. That I did. I watched the third first three episodes, which I think you should be proud of me. Yeah, I am. I am pretty. But when I came in, you were the last ten minutes left of the third episode. I was, I was quite impressed. And and I watched two of them yesterday. So I only watched one today. So that means on the day it came out, I watched more than one. You should be very I mean, proud of and me. You knew that there was only eight episodes. I on the other on the other hand thought there was thirteen, like the normal, you know, the other uh, series. I was butthurt to say the least. But I, I didn't even realize it was a, a mini series. So it was only eight episodes. I stayed up to about 12.30 to, to make sure that I got it done. So we will uh, go over our spoiler-free impressions of the show, my first three episodes, Sam's series. Um, then we're going to go into our top three for the week. Our top three are top three characters in the show, but obviously only up until the points we've that, seen. That we've seen. So Sam can do the whole series. I can only do the first three episodes. Um, but again, no spoilers. Spoiler-free impressions. Sam, I like it so far. I mean, I, I also I, – I loved it, man. I thought that the quality was – Back to like the Daredevil fight scene quality, like you know, like we know with the Iron Fist, the, with his series, you know, 
that we already know that he was learning the moves 15, 20 minutes before they were, you know, filming or whatever. You could definitely see the quality there. Just to see them, I thought they all had great chemistry. Um, action was there. It was fun. It was funny parts. You know, it was sad maybe at some. There was one joke. This is not a spoiler. There's one joke in episode three that Jessica Jones did to Daredevil when she said to him, um, get out of the way. I'm going to punch you so hard you'll be able to see. <laughs> no, and, no, and she had quite like a, quite a bit of those lines. She you know, she snuck in you know her her hard drinking alcoholic self. Yeah, I think you know. Chris Rogers did a great job. As much as I don't like the the Jessica Jones show, she's been fantastic no, so far. I, I I I thought they all had a good chemistry. Obviously, you know they had like kind of the Daredevil Jessica Jones more like pairing because in comics it was Heroes for Hire, which is Power Man, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. I thought they had a nice dynamic. And they teased the Heroes for Hire stuff. That, that they didn't do. The whole relationship was like uh, like just from the comics. They, that's how they, you know they kind of become friends type mm-hmm. of deal. And I think and I you know spoiler alert I don't have Jessica Jones on my top 3 but honorable mention to her she is she's no, really I, holding this together. No she she's she's not on my list either but I I did like what she what she brought to the yeah, table she, on this. For at least the first three episodes she's been really really good. Almost the complete opposite of the character that I saw in the show. Um, she's got the same mannerisms the same personality obviously but her i think her purpose she she still has that attitude and you know at first obviously when they you know kind of get together she's maybe doesn't want any part of it but again you know eventually you know she realizes that it's best if they work together so you have sigourney weaver who is fantastic yeah she she did great i was nervous about how how i was gonna think she did the only thing the only reason she's not on my list um, is because I feel at least for the first three episodes, she was underdeveloped, and especially through the first two. Through the third one, you start to see her develop a little bit more of character. But she, for especially the first two episodes, every line she says feels like it was read off a page. It was delivered just like it was kind of being read, and I didn't I didn't care for that so so much in terms of her delivery. But episode three started to turn that around, but it didn't get a yeah, point to me yet where I'm. I, I know I'm gonna love her though. She is. You could tell she's gonna be badass. She's like, I mean, she's like the original OG, you know, yeah. from Aliens. But I, I, I just went in nervous how she was like Sigourney Weaver. I know she's older, you know. Obviously, I was like, she can't, can she do any action t- stuff like that? But I thought she, she did good for what she was given. Uh, the show overall, but right now I think episode one. You said it was a little slow. I, and that's probably because you've caught up on all the shows. I am not caught up on all the shows. I but, do like. I mean, when, when I say slow, I mean I did like the the cuts where it was like it went to like each character. I right. did like that each snip, and then you go to Luke Cage. You know, the, I feel like the the good music kind of kicks in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think Luke Cage is a hundred percent better in this than he was in his own show. I could not. I did not care for his own show, but damn, man, I, he's, I mean, he's really good in this. His own show, I feel like the ending, the the whatever, the villain or whatever. I feel like that was kind of just a, you know was a little weak. I thought sure, but just everyone together, it was just awesome to see everybody there. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big fan of what they're doing right now. Um, in at the end of episode three, they finally start to. We'll, we'll say they finally start to mesh together, and you finally start to say, okay, business is about to pick up, and you get uh, the, the full development of the enemy, which, as we all know, is the hand. The hand was really weak for the first two episodes. Yeah, sure, we hear that they're badass, but do we see that? And we didn't until th- – this is a spoiler, yeah. so I won't say it, but until – um, you, you see, see some things happen. So you see the what kind of develops in the second half of episode three. Then you start to say, okay, this is a formidable opponent for these four to go up against. And how the, how are they going to kind of get out of the situation? And are they going to learn to work together? They don't even really know who they are. I mean, they don't. They have no so, idea. Like you know, they might know a herd of you know maybe the devils and hell's kitchen or whatever. But 
Yeah, the but, devil in Hell's Kitchen, and are you the are you the sleuth Jessica Jones? Are you the immortal Iron Fist? Blah blah blah. They've heard the the stories. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if they know who each other are yet. But they're getting there, and you've seen the whole thing now. Do you feel without giving it what it happens? Do you feel like the ending pays off in only eight episodes? Do you feel like it's worth it? I mean, I know you said you liked it, but I mean, to me. I, I I liked it. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it worked with what they were doing. I I did hear someone's review. They thought maybe the villain was a little weak, um, but I I, I kind of went with it. The, the whole story it was set up throughout the you know the other series. I I kind of liked that they planned this all out. I for the first hopefully it gets a second season. For the first season, I, I thought it was solid. Sure, let's go. Uh, you owe it to yourself to watch it. And I'll tell you now, coming from somebody who's watched half of the ep- first season of Daredevil. Half the first season of Jessica Jones, one episode of Luke Cage, and zero episodes of Iron Fist. I am not lost. Yeah, so you, so you can do it. I, you shouldn't, but yeah, you, you can. You definitely should watch everything in order because it there's more of a payoff. Um, I don't even want to say because exactly. it'd be a spoiler. I, yeah, and so, I know. Yeah. And in yeah. the first three episodes, there's a payoff that yeah. I found. I was like, if I knew what was happening, I would yeah. like this even more. Yeah, and it, I like. There was one scene I was like, I love this scene, but I know that I'm getting shorted because I didn't watch the scene. And there's a lot of things that I, I don't want to say now. I want to, you know, at least give this time to let let, let, let it breathe a little bit, let people see it before yeah, we, we dive week, deeper. In a week or yeah. two, we'll go yeah. more spoilery. Actually, when I'm done, because that'll probably take a week or two. Yeah, easily. So, hey, that was mean. No, say or that that. <laughs> That that could be our that could be our, our little floater episode we could have. You just do like a nice little review yeah, of Defender series. Yeah, we, you know? I, yeah, I'm getting married in three weeks, so we're and we're gonna have to tape like three or four episodes in a row. Man, and that's an that idea. We, now that we don't have a computer um, <laughs> to do that Christ. from, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge for us these next couple weeks to do the show. But we'll figure out a way to do it. Um, but we'll figure out something here for you. And yeah, I can probably see us one of the weeks doing uh, Defender. Yeah. A spoilery show. Uh, let's get into our top three for the week. It's our top three characters in the show. I'll start. My number three is Easy, and it's only because of his one scene that I absolutely love, but he was so badass in, I believe it is Daredevil, is Stick. We have the same number three. Do we really? Yeah. yeah. Stick is so yeah. good. Just, just from that scene alone, he gets on the list. So as th- soon as I saw it, I was like, he's on the list. So there's a scene in episode three where Stick is held captive right. mm-hmm. by, okay. it's not yeah. really a spoiler, Stick is held captive by the villain and someone else. Yeah. And uh, not only do the things he say is hilarious, but but how the situation unfolds yeah. and the ending scene, it just yeah. says, son of a bitch. It's so good. Sticks a straight up savage. I mean, he's on my number three. I mean, he just does what he wants. You know, doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Just from the, Scott Glenn was awesome as Stick. He, I give him major props for this one. And like that scene, I don't even want to say anymore. It yeah. was awesome. He is like a mix yeah. of of. Uh, of Master Splinter from TMNT and like Obi Wan Kenobi, like he's a badass old blind. He's blind. Mick, right? I would say yeah, mixed with a little bit of Samuel L. Jackson or something. Attitude, you know the attitude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number two is Electra. She has been absolutely phenomenal so far in the show. She was really good in Daredevil. Um, She's she gets an honorable mention for me because she was yeah. a she was a badass and. She's Nymeria Sand from Game of Thrones. Yep, of course. So a nice little tie in there. My number two, it, it's a combo. They were a team in the comics, Heroes for Hire, the Iron Fist, Luke Cage combo. Oh my god, what a Dude, I, I had to. They're, what a they're, cop they're, out. They're one, man. What a they, cop just, out. To me, just their fight scene alone, it's not, it's, I don't think that's a spoiler. Take it what you want, but I thought that was, once I Does saw that. Luke Cage in the face and it like, doesn't hurt him. 
No, no. It hurts him? Okay. Yeah, well, you, you got to watch to see it. Thor Hulk action? I, I thought they had a nice chemistry back and forth. I like that, you know, in the beginning, I'll just say Luke Cage puts on a yellow shirt, you know, a little nod to his, his costume from back in the day. I thought it was good. I thought um, Finn Jones had – I liked him more in this series than I did in Iron Fist. I thought maybe he had more time to prepare, more comfortable in the role maybe. I, I just thought that it flowed good. It had a nice flow. So that was an easy number two. Uh, my number one – is going to be uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, the Defenders. <laughs> you freaking cop I, out. I, I had to. Uh, my number one's easy. Uh, it's Daredevil. It's, it has to be everyone's number one. He, Matt Murdock, A, is a fantastic character. B, I did not know. I didn't even make the connection that the guy who plays him was in uh, was in Boardwalk Empire. Charlie Cox. I did not make that connection until and I he was saw in, a He was in Stardust. Yeah. He he was made for this role. He plays, he plays Murdock, Daredevil, perfectly. Just to see the devil back in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I'm no surprise that he goes in costume again. That for now, I don't think it's a spoiler to anybody, but nah. it's, well, it's cool because there's it a, was awesome to there's see. There's a scene with him and Jessica Jones in episode three where he there's trouble afoot and he needs to go fix it. So in, and he wants to keep his identity secret. So he takes her scarf and puts it around his <laughs> face so nobody can see. And then they meet up again. She goes. Uh, that's a stupid disguise. He goes, that's your scarf. Yeah, that, that was a perfect <laughs> so witty, witty comeback. And yeah. again, you know, it was, it was in the trailer. They have a nice hallway scene. Yep. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, so Daredevil, both of our number ones? Yep, man. Come All on. right, cool. So we had the same number one, the same number three. Sam had two number twos, so he's a fake. Uh, but we go on and move on to the Punisher gets a teaser, which was pretty pretty damn good. Well, and, and you'll, you know this, you'll know this at the end, that... At the end of Defenders, that's where you, that's where the trailer comes from. So mm-hmm. it just just a little bit to get you hyped for it. Bring them all. I'm excited for it. John Barenthal's a, a really good actor. Um, I think he fits that Punisher role just from looks wise and personality wise, fantastic. Yeah, I, I can't wait. David Tennant is going to reprise his role as Kilgrave in Jessica Jones season two. He, he, to me, he was the best part of Jessica Jones. So for just him to come people to come that. back, I'm I'm all for it. Kirkman and uh, and Friends, I wrote. I, know, I saw that. I laughed. I was like, what? <laughs> I wrote Kirkman and Friends. That means Robert Kirkman, along with a ton of other producers of The Walking Dead, are opening up yet another lawsuit on AMC. I believe Greg Nicotero did before, but what do you know? Uh, they're bastardizing that show, AMC. is. There's another reason I can't stand that show is for all the politics that AMC has behind the scenes. I'm just happy that this isn't or didn't happen with Breaking Bad. Um, and I caught up with Breaking Bad after the writer's strike, yep. so I didn't even get caught up in that drama. But this is just the bullshit. This is all AMC has left. It, it's, a, it's a wonder. Like, yo, AMC better be careful because if this show get, you know, this would get picked goes up away, on anything. The only big show you have left is what? Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul and Into the Badlands, I guess. Oh, yeah, Into the Badlands. That is, that yeah, is, that that's is a more of a show. cult follow. I don't yeah. know if that's got the huge following. Oh, it, it does not. N- none of these shows has the numbers that Walking Dead has. Right, but, but Mad Men was, was uh, impactful I mean, it was good, show. It was good, yeah. Breaking Bad had huge ratings. and They're both go- done. Yeah. So now you only basically have The Walking Dead left. I don't know what the lawsuit was about. I read into the story, but I read it on like Monday. It broke very, very early in the week, and I just don't remember. And again, I'm on my I'm on my phone right now, so I can't go look it up. But I just I remember that that it's not the first time. I think I was, it was Greg Nicotero that that opened it up before. I wonder what. I, will, I think it's probably creative differences. I'm, I'm sure it made that or money wise something like that storyline possibly. Godzilla's getting an anime, and boy does it look. Did, did you see the teaser trailer? I did. I saw. It. I mean, yeah, it wasn't in English. It on was like GameSpot. I think it was in Japanese, but visually it looked awesome. I have to watch it. Like it's it's yeah, of course. It's, I'm a Godzilla it's a, nerd. It's it's a watch for me. So I'm pretty hyped that until eventually they do this in English dub. Yeah, I am an absolute Godzilla nerd. So this is all this is I'm all about this. Anything Gojira, I am 100. <laughs> percent He's Gojira. I am all for David Harbor as he was walking through an airport 
parking garage gets caught up with TMZ or by somebody who sent it to TMZ at least. And they're doing a mini interview. Uh, it's a gentleman with an Australian accent. They're talking about working with kids and how it can be spontaneous yep. and fun. And he says, you'll see these kids grow through season two and season three. And the guy goes, there's going to be a season three. He says, uh, unless everybody hates season two. Was, yeah. and, well, we, we hope so. Yeah. I mean, none, there's no season three confirmed, there but I'm, we're 99.999% sure that there will be a season if three. If Orange is the New Black can get renewed for yeah. season two, three, and four after those seasons blew chunks, and five, did five redeemed it, but yes, Stranger Things will be back for you. You know what's fun? I, I was watching like a graph of the Netflix, the first 30 days of programs, like the most high volume. It's Besides Daredevil 2, that, that was off the charts. What do you think the next like one of the big ones for Netflix was? Because and you know series Narcos, Orange is the New Black, Iron House Fist. Of, really? Well, it's Marvel, I guess. I was like, you know, all the negative it got, maybe it draw people to watch it more. But I was just surprised that it beat out Luke Cage, it beat out Jessica Jones. I was like, huh, interesting. Nice. Crush Fuller House, you know, all that stuff. So, so now we will uh, take a quick cut here. You're going to hear a jump cut. We're going to switch over to the movies. Uh, we'll be right back. So okay, so so we're back now with the movie piece. So uh, thank you guys again for hanging in there with us. We're going to go over to the movie news. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting a solo film that is currently in the works. I'm pretty sure everyone and their sister is going to be okay with this one. But is it going to be Ewan McGregor? That's my question mark. Ewan McGregor, question mark. I thought he was fantastic. It was 17 years ago for episode one, though. So he does not look the same. I would still be okay with it. I, dude, I thought he was great. If they do a recasting... I. Depending who they pick, I don't know, man. I, I, w- I would just love to see Ewan McGregor back because I – I mean he was great. I just thought he could have done a little bit more. Like his time wasn't done yet. You know what I mean? Before my computer shit out on me, I took it to get repaired this week so you knew the end was nigh. But uh, <laughs> I, I took it to MRC Tech, our boy Sean Carcitti. Uh He did great work. He found the piece that was rattling around in there, took care of it. Um, it's not his fault that the computer broke. After it was on, it, it. It was on his, it was it on was his on last, last leg, though. But take anything you have to MRC Tech. It does fantastic work at an extremely reasonable price. Um, so we highly recommend you go look it up at MRC Tech on Facebook. But he's a huge Star Wars nerd. We had him on the show. He even told me, he's like, did you hear? Yeah, oh, I was course. like, yeah, of course, dude, I saw it. So we talked about it. I said, dude, come on when come on the show when episode eight's about to drop, man. We'd, yeah, we'd love to have you definitely. on for that Star Wars. He's, he's like all about it. So And he just had baby Kate. Again, the Congratulations. official, official infant. Of we podcast and we know things. I met her the other day. She is a beautiful child. So congratulations to Sean and Danielle. Captain Marvel's script is being taken over by Geneva Robertson Dwarret. Dwarret. Sounds good. She she was in writing the uh, the Tomb Raider reboot and she's writing Gotham City Sirens. So two movies that haven't come out yet. Two movies we don't know how they are yet. A female led cast and Captain Marvel obviously female. So this is pretty cool, and the movie is still slated for 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously Marvel's been trying to get this, their first female superhero. Is it out. weird that she's writing both Marvel and DC? And then a little video games, a little Tomb Raider, she's hitting it all. I mean, she's got the trifecta. I mean, I don't blame her shit. Get it while hey, it's listen, hot. If she's a fan of writing for the ladies. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I, I want this movie to be good, so I hope she does a good job of actually on all three of these movies. Nick Fury will not be in <laughs> Avengers 3. Four. You might have heard Sam chuckle there because this is a funny story. He will not be in Avengers 3, 4, or Black Panther, and he is not happy about it. He, to quote him, he said, they haven't called me yet. How are you going to make a black Marvel movie and not let Nick Fury show up in it? I mean, I, I read that quote, and I thought that was hilarious. I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, but he, he's been absent for a while. Yep. So uh, ha- Has it still been since Winter Soldier? I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think it has been. He was been. not in Civil War. Nope. And he was not in Homecoming? Nope. 
Uh, yeah, so it's so Winter Soldier. So it's been a while since we've seen Samuel. I mean, yeah, we know the Avengers three and four. Their budget is, is is stupid, and every famous actor is in it. So maybe they just couldn't afford to pay him. I I don't know, hmm. but I, I I'm I'm starting to miss Nick Fury a little bit. Well, you'll see Samuel L. Jackson coming up in Son of Shaft. It was announced he will reprise his role as Shaft, and Jesse T. Usher will be playing his son. I'd look him up, but I can't. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Um, I'm sure we do know. Him. I know the may, maybe we do it. The original Shaft, I, I thought he was good. Christian Bale was the came out in 2000. He was the bad guy that I remember. But I'm okay with it. Just a little older Shaft. On a on a somber note, there was a stunt woman killed during the filming of Deadpool 2. Um, at the time I wrote the notes, her name was not really Sam. You said you sent me her name last night, so we just want to pay respects. To it was it was it was Joy S J Harris. She was the first African American licensed in the sport of motorcycle racing, so she was kind of a big deal. It, it's obviously it sucks. You know you don't want no one freaking dying on the movie set. So our our thoughts and prayers with her and her family. Uh, That's a tragedy. Yeah, uh, the the film it the Stephen King film it is tracking to open to fifty million dollars on its opening weekend. That would be more than double any other Stephen film King. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen King film adaptation. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like about goddamn time. I mean, if you watch some of his movies, it the, looks so good. I mean, it, it does look really good. I guess this it looks so good. And, you know, it's funny when the note that you read it was like it tracking. I was like, what's tracking? What's <laughs> tracking? And I was like, oh shit, the movie it. So yeah, and it looks good. I'm I'm, I'm going to say it reluctantly. <laughs> I, man, I know I'm going to as well, but whew, and it looks good. It I'm looks good. really I'm excited for and, those reviews. And, and all and every person that I know is like it looks great. Can't wait to see it. So Tom Cruise, uh, he did make his way out of the closet. Oh my god. Uh, he breaks his ankle during a stunt for Mission Impossible 6. The filming has been halt, uh, halted for now, but it is still expected to release in 2018. I'll be looking for limps when I see this movie. Yeah. I'll be looking for him limping around. I mean, I watched – he actually tried to stunt twice. Um, I give what, him – Did you see the yeah. – was there a video? Yeah. What was the I, stunt? I He's jumping like rooftop to rooftop basically and it's – Was he harnessed? Yeah, he was harnessed. Um, but – he comes up short both times. The one I thought he broke his ribs because he smacked the side of the building. Oh, yeah. But he still pulled himself up, and then he still finished this scene with with breaking his ankle before he kind of like just drops. I'll give him mad freaking credit. Number one, I would never jump off a goddamn building. I don't care how many harnesses they put on me. But mad respect to Tom Cruise. Hopefully he heals because I want to see Mission Impossible Six, baby. Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, has gotten a uh, a review out. It's coming out very soon. It was actually in theaters for one day. Yeah, yeah. but I, I missed it. The reviews dropped. Um, IGN's review: The film is surprisingly self indulgent when it comes to going off on tangents and scenes that do not push the story forward or even develop the characters. The movie is also completely unbalanced between comedy and drama, which undercuts some of the story's best moments. Make no mistake: This is a gloriously rendered tribute to the Batman. Uh, I'm the sorry, tribute to Batman the Animated Series, and the voice cast was top-notch, but Batman and Harley Quinn just doesn't stand up to the best episodes of that show. It is a pretty good cover band, but that's all it is. Get ready for fart jokes in the Batmobile, one Batman and Harley Quinn movie, 7.9, good. That review does not lend to a 7.9. I feel like the, the words yeah, were more I, I harsh. I feel like they so. crapped on it more than they gave it more praise. Um, and still gave it a I knew one eight. person that saw it said they absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Kevin Connors back as Batman. Lauren Lester's back at playing Nightwing, who was in the animated series. We know Melissa Raunch as Harley Quinn. Bruce Tim is actually nice. voicing Booster Gold, which is awesome. That's cool. And our boy, John DiMaggio, yeah. is voicing the Swamp Thing. That's so really it comes cool. down Blu-ray, H29. You can already buy it digitally, I believe. But I got to wait for the Blu-ray release. I'm, I'm probably going to pick this one up. Yeah, I, I have every one, so it's... 
No surprise there. Ben Affleck says that the Batman in the Justice League will be a more traditional Batman as opposed to the one in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I mean, does that just mean he's not going to have the bat armor? Does that just mean he's going to be more crime, like sleuthy? I, I would say, I would say he's more pun, maybe more detective, maybe not killing people as much, kind of more, maybe, you know, something like that. that that's how I took it. Uh, there's now new drama surrounding. This is not in the notes. There's now new drama surrounding the Ben Affleck. Is he going to be the Batman? Is he not going to be? Well, this is like the ever never ending story. Well, well, that was his brother. But it, it, I read the story. His brother Casey Affleck was doing an interview, but he said it was quote he was having fun with the you know with the yeah. guys basically saying I don't I don't know if he's going to be in the in the Batman solo film. But he even came out said he was just joking. And Ben's ref said. He, as long as WB is going to have him, he'll be his Batman as long as they want. Patty Jenkins, I put it, it auto corrected the party Jenkins in my <laughs> notes, but Patty Jenkins is closing in on a deal to direct the Wonder Woman sequel. We kind of mentioned that before that it was going to happen, but now there's official word that she's actually about to make it. Yeah, happen. I saw that and that she was demanding for equal pay, you know, to give us, you know, pay what what you would for, I guess if it was a male director getting a sequel. I'm sure she'll get paid because Wonder Woman was such a success. Annabelle Creation tops the box office this past weekend domestically at 35 million freaking dollars. Ryan and Rachel were two people that saw it. They they liked it, so good on that. I, I actually heard I heard good things on it. Surprisingly, I think it got good reviews. I think we read the review last. Yeah, week. we did. I think we did. Um, but Ashley did not see it. Yet. I said, "Okay, great, go take your mom." Yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks, babe. I don't want to see it. Here are the top ten films that grossed this past weekend: uh, Annabelle Creation at thirty five million, Dunkirk two at eleven point four. Not Dunkirk two, like yeah. Dunkirk number two. Yeah. Uh, number three, The Nut Job Two, Nutty by Nature. 8.9. A film with the word nut in it twice. Just want to point that out. Uh, the Dark Tower at 7.9 at 4. 5, The Freaking Emoji Movie at 6.6. Girls Trip at 6.5. Number 7, Spider-Man Homecoming at 6.1. Kidnap at 5.2. The Glass Castle at 4.9. And number 10, Atomic Blonde at 4.6. So that movie fell off the face of the earth, too. Yeah, but I, that already made its money, though. So Atomic sure. Blonde. I hope we get a sequel for that one. That was uh, really good. I think... I think maybe a smaller budget sequel like Smoke and Aces. You know, even though this too. was a small budget, it was just yeah. like John, I think this one was like a $30 million budget. So I'm going to let you kind of take lead on this one because I can't access Pocket right now. Yeah. MoviePass um, has a, like a new pricing structure in place. You pay 10 bucks a month and you can see one movie in theaters a day or something like that. I, th- I thought it was like – it can't – like it has to be like the following – I don't think if it's a new release, I think you have to wait till the, the following – the following week, I, th- I thought that's what I read, but it was 10, 10 bucks a month to basically go see movies in theaters, which which is less than it costs to go see a movie in theaters. Well, unless you like you see the matinee and you only right. pay six bucks, but I mean it's I guess it's a great deal, but I guess that just goes to show that the, you, mo- the movie industry is struggling. You know why I think? You know what I think? This is a direct a slam direct, against Netflix. No, I think it's a direct opposition to the Fire Stick. You got people yeah. that have that, yeah. that, that I, fire stick. I know quite a few and people. Know, and we know people that have. Neither oh, yeah. one of us have one. Nope. But we know people that do, and I think that it's 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 that's killing people because they're just going and exactly. getting the fire stick, downloading the Kodi app, um, well, I and mean, watching movies in theaters. Brand new movies, some of them are out the same day or a day or two later. In pretty decent quality. Some, and some are HD. I, you yeah. know, I've, I've seen a, quite a few you know a few movies with people who had it like that, but it's. I guess I understand just to try to get some kind of money and just to bring people into the theaters. It's a good – you can't beat the price, $10. A- AMC's not so happy about it. Uh, well, I mean I think it was one of their presidents that this is like one of their worst years yeah. recently in movies. I guess they were hoping for some big movies. But you, know, you, know the, you know what has to be done to save that? What? you got to lower the price. You have to. Well, Paying $20 for IMAX 3D 
for the same. That's the that's well the same number, cost number, as the blue number. Right? I think I speak for everyone. Lower the damn food the and food. drink prices. That because that I mean, hot dog is five dollars. Yeah, you're insane. Yeah, this Go, is not a this is not a football game. Yeah, I mean that's to me that's crazy. Yeah, you know, you know at least some of the theaters around us now that are, there's bars you can get some drinks in there. Twelve dollars. Yeah, Woodhaven's twelve dollars yeah, for it's, a mixed drink. It's, it's it's pretty expensive. Just sneak in your own little airplane bottle. You know what I mean. But it, it's still Nestle Bonja Crunch is five bucks. That it's it's popcorn five dollars. It's it's too much money. You want to take your family out. It's it's a seventy fucking five dollar expense. I think they they all got to readjust their like you said you know readjust their prices. But if not, this ten dollar a month thing could it has potential to bring people into theaters. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Let me just make sure. I'm pissed though. I, I still didn't see the Hitman's Bodyguard. I do. It did just drop yesterday on Friday. I want to see it. I know the reviews haven't been too great for it, but I, I have to see it. This is all right. So here's what's coming up in theaters this week: Starship Trooper, uh, Starship Troopers, Traitor to Mars on August 21st. August 25th, we have Good Time, Beach Rats, Birth of the Dragon, Leap, Ghost House, Stasis, and August 29th. So. That there's nothing coming so out. It, it gives me it gives me an extra week to to, to you listen, know, miss the movies I didn't. Next get to week see. there's a sequel to Goon coming out, which was a hockey movie. Yeah, that was on Netflix. I still got to see that it's, goddamn it's, movie. It's pretty Joel good. Joel William Scott, Liam yeah, Shriver. Pretty yeah. good. But then it comes out. So and then another movie called 9/11. Are you serious? And that comes out on September 8th. Oh, Give me a break. But it it comes out two weeks. So there's not really much coming up the the rest of August. We're at the dog days of summer, the tail end of the movie stuff. But that's what's coming out. I don't even know what the hell's going to dominate this week. I, I would like to still maybe, Starship, maybe, well, maybe probably Starship. Well, I would probably yeah maybe. I mean that's that's at least that or less. Annabelle take, keep, takes it. Keeps taking it. You again. know I could totally see Annabelle. Taking I would it like again. to see Hitman's bodyguard surprise everyone and take it. But we we will be right back with the gaming news, and then we're going to get into our uh, gaming news for the day. Uh, this is going to be this has a, a nice amount of moves. We're actually going to just combine gaming with music because there's literally one music story, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, quite a quite a few gaming news stories that are out there, and some really good stuff to talk about. Uh, we got the NPD sales for the month uh, of July, and Nintendo Switch yet again takes its top spot. No surprise. Above PS4 for the top selling video game console. PS4 finishing in second, uh, and Xbox One finishing in third. Um, and then we got the NPD for the games. So I'm going to hold this away from Sam. This photo, so he cannot see as we go through the top ten selling games for the month of Jan- uh, July. Remember, these are not digital. Yep. This is physical only. Sam, number ten, NBA 2K17. Number nine, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. If that game is still on the, li- I, it's got to be on the list. <laughs> number eight. Overwatch, and everybody who's listening to this knows that we do MPD every month, and yeah. every month there's a game on this list that that we make fun of, and how the hell can it still be on there? But uh, that's why Sam just said that. But number eight, Overwatch. Number seven, and this is cool, Mario Kart 8, still tracking awesome. on the list. Awesome, Yep. Uh, what led last month is now down to 10, 8, 9, 7. Number six, Injustice 2. Big drop. Yep. Number five, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild with a nice surge now that Switches are being available. um, Now people are still continuing to buy Legend of Zelda. Number four, Final Fantasy uh, VII. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Whatever that is, I'm not really big on Final Fantasy. Uh, number three, there's this game called oh, Grand Theft oh Auto Five. How does it go to number three? <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Holy Five. Shit. They just came out with another new mod for it, and GTA Online is still thriving. It, I don't. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't I, understand. They, there will never be a GTA. I was 6 over at this that point. game after Miami Vice. 
<laughs> Miami Vice. Is that, is that one? I don't know. San Andreas. Vice City. San Andreas Vice City. Vice City. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Grand Theft Auto V, the game that came out in 2013, was the best-selling game in July 2017. Let's just put that yeah. out there. Uh, number two, Crash Bandicoot, the insane trilogy. That's awesome. It's, dude, it's, it's, even though it's, I still can't beat the first one yet, I'm still playing it. I'm just glad to see that there's still love for Crash out there. An update to a story we did a couple weeks ago, there is going to be an Xbox One version. Yeah. I, I, it looks like it's going to drop December 8th. I'm just hoping that they see, like, go oh, guys, number two, look, look at, at Crash. Let's Maybe develop game. another game. They Come on. To. But in this same vein, this is the Crash oh, that sells well. Exactly. Don't don't this reinvent the, the wheel. Do Keep a, it the same. Do, we'd do be fine. Do another platformer for Crash, and we'd be happy with that. I get my $63. And number one. Splatoon 2. <laughs> That's awesome. That That's, is so awesome. And I know you're loving it still, which I, is which is good to see. It is so awesome that Splatoon is number one. I am so elated. I'll allow them to beat Crash. I'll allow it. Sonic Mania came out. It is bought. It is downloaded. I just have not played it yet. Oh, Sam, dude, what are you doing? Dude, work's been crazy this week. I've just been so beat with the Defenders coming out. Defenders is always going to have my time over Sonic, but now Defenders is over. Sonic has my attention. Sonic is on PS4. Now you for have Sam. my full attention. Sonic is on PS4 for Sam. I bought mine on the Nintendo Switch so I could play it wherever. No surprise. No surprise. Uh, holy! It's only twenty bucks. Holy! And, and, and you've been, you've been. Oh, I mean, dude, it's great. It's so I love good. It. Yeah. Sam, it's so good. Dude, it's, it's, it's bought. So it's good. downloaded. It's there waiting. It's so good. It's hard. Number one. Great. There's a boss at the end of every level. There's not three. Uh, levels inside of a world now there's okay. only two and each one of them has a boss i'm going to tell you right now the bosses are so different at the end of level at the end of world two it's level i believe it is level two so the fourth level boss you play dr robotnik in tetris well, that's really, awesome it's, it's really puyo puyo he's gonna heck me up it's really puyo puyo but in reality you're playing him in that style yeah. of game where you go one-on-one and whoever gets tetris first l- loses Okay. And so you have to actually beat – and it's not easy. It took me two I, times I, to beat it. But it is so awesome, fun. And I, I can't wait, man. It looks gorgeous. looks absolutely stunning gorgeous. looks right out of Genesis but with, with HD visuals. It's so good. It plays perfectly. It, it, the physics are fantastic. Knuckles, Tails is yeah. with you. Um, you have a companion there. Tails is going to – All the feels. It's so, it's so good. It reminds you that you're playing Genesis again. The music – I would tell you now, if you have the opportunity to play this game with headphones on, do it. I, I do have the PlayStation headset. The soundtrack yeah. is so good, but when you get it in your ears, oh, it's so, the game is perfect. I give it an easy 9 out of 10. Oh, It's got well, some bugs, which, which is to be expected. Course, course. It's a $20 downloadable title. But you're and, super – I mean, for 20 bucks, it's 100% worth it. It is. Uh, it and is I didn't even so play good. it yet. Even if, even if it sucked, it's still worth 20 bucks. It, it is an, an easy 9 out of 10. Everybody's loving it. Everybody online loving it. People are already speedrunning it. It's, Jesus People Christ. are already doing it. Well, it's, you better start practicing, brother. I will not speedrun it <laughs> yet. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> two weeks later. I'm starting to speedrun Sonic. Uh, to me, it's an oxymoron that you speedrun a Sonic <laughs> game. Uh, Pokemon. The Pokemon True. World Championships started yesterday. They go till tomorrow, so Friday through Sunday, the 18th through the 20th. It's all broadcast on Twitch. It's both the video game competition for Sun and Moon and the Traded Guard game. That's kind of cool. It's insane. I like to watch the regionals. Cool. I like to watch the uh, those, but the Worlds, every year it happens. It's the biggest event in Pokemon. They dropped some trailers. They dropped some news. They dropped a new move. Um, so there's some stuff that came out of it, uh, but I love the Pokemon World Championships, especially the video game championships. I'll watch the like the top eight. 
I, I kind of want to see the card. I just forget how like, we used. Great. I just forget how we used to battle. I know the energy card and all stuff like that, but I think that would be cool to see. It is cool, and they yeah. do a top down perspective, and then they it's like hold them. You get the top down of the whole table, and then they go individual cam. That's awesome, you, and you That's see cool. both players. It is cool. Um, they have some good commentary on there too, uh, but it's on Twitch. Just go find Pokemon's channel on Twitch. You can check it out. Fantastic. Um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon actually got a trailer. I wrote blah next to it, and then I watched it again. They totally tease returning to Kanto. I I, I, th- I thought I saw that. I mean, yeah, like, we know the characters are getting new looks. Yep. Um, I mean, the the evolved form. The, the I forget figure the Pokemon's name. Which one? He's like um, the dog one. He, he's like Rockruff. Yeah, you get the dusk form of Rockruff. He, he's not even in my lineup, so to me that does nothing. But some people I'm sure like him. That that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, it just stinks for me. It's like. I just bought a Pokemon game recently, and now i got to buy another one? Right, That's, only a know. year later. You're right, only a year later, but when's the last time you played it? So this will still yeah, be it, a it's, refresh. It's, it's been a while. And they're changing the story. This is clearly going to be about Necrozma, the legendary, the black legendary level 75 at the end that you get, and how it kind of fuses with Solgaleo and Lunala. They're teasing that it's going to be a whole new story. The characters, like you said, get a different look. Um, they did a, a new Z-Move trailer with Como-O, that big scaly dragon. Um, he has a new Z-Move. I forget what it's called, but it's pretty badass. I saw the trailer for it. So there's there's definitely new innovations there. A new mega, uh, new Z-Ring is there. Um, you're going to get new Alolan forms. You have to. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a small batch of new Pokemon. I, yeah, you have to. I don't know. They didn't do it in black and white. I don't think they gave us any new Pokemon in black and white, too. I feel um, like that would be a mistake, though. Even if, you, even if, if it's us five, more Alolan, it's ten, give us something. But, but if they give us more Alolan, that it, it, is still and something. And it's a $40 game again? It is going to be a $40 game. It's a full Pokemon. You're going you're gonna to be able to play this for 80 again. I'm probably going to pick it up just because you have to. I did I did get the new 3DS, so I, I think yeah, I got to get it, it. And I will be getting it. Ryan Cunningham said he will... I don't think he will. I, I talked to him last Well, he night. said that shit before and then wind up getting, you yeah, know. Yeah, we both so. get it and we're playing it and having a good time with it. I'll take that with a grain of salt. And, and I will like it. I, I loved Sun and Moon when it dropped. I said it was the best Pokemon game of all time. I Now a year out, I've changed that stance a little bit. I still say it's Soul Silver, But um, I, I think that this was really, really strong. And if they tease going back to Kanto, this is what my, my dream is. Yeah. My dream is at the very end of the game, you tease going back to Kanto. They did tease a little bit in Sun and Moon. But if you tease it, if you get on a plane, you land in Kanto, and the game ends, and then the Switch game that's coming out is the return is it to Kanto. No, it would suck for me because I wouldn't oh, be able to do the Switch. Can but. you imagine? I mean, I would you go back to Kanto where Gen One happened, and all the Pokemon from the regions yeah. are there. Like some that, over, no, that would be it's awesome. like some swarm of e- e- evil has brought all these Pokemon to to Kanto. Oh my god. I mean, who, who wouldn't love that? That's just a you know a shout out just to the OG games. Now, now I'm just getting excited. Now, <laughs> I'm, nerding, now I'm nerding out, man. I'm telling you, uh, Gold and Silver is going to be getting retro boxes re-released with the game uh, game code inside. You know how Gold and Silver are coming back to the eShop yep. on Nintendo 3DS? They're doing full boxed releases for it that are styled after the original games. Oh, that's awesome. How cool is that? Hallelujah, that's awesome. How is how cool is that, man? I would pick that up just from a collector's yeah, standpoint. Of course. And so it's a full box, just like Gold and Silver, Ho on Gold, Lugia on Silver. It says Nintendo 3DS as opposed to, to Game Boy. Game Boy, yeah. Um, but then you get some sticker packs inside, but then the creme de la creme, a full Pokedex from Gen 2 in the original like watercolor art style. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I think Last that is, from the past. And you, I think you get the download code of the game with it. So if that's the way I'm going to get silver again, that's what I'm going to go for. And I was going to say, we, we probably, if we, you know, if I do get it, I would 
be leaning more towards the silver rather yeah. than the gold. You line. had gold growing up. Yeah, I think I did. You're, you're I, level 98 Tyranitar. Yeah, you had gold. Yeah. You, were, you and Ryan both had gold. I had silver. Um, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of gold, but that's fine. Gold and silver, that, it's really cool. I highly suggest you guys Google this because it's really neat. It brings you right back. Uh, Mewtwo is coming soon to Pokemon Go. Niantic and Pokemon confirmed. We, we've been saying it for a little while that, you know, I mean, it was only a matter of time, just maybe took a little longer than expected. Yeah, the but. legend, all the legends, so the legendaries are, were gone. Yeah. They're now all back uh, in Pokemon Go doing raids until 831, except on Sam's phone. Um, so I would assume Mewtwo on 9 1. I would assume right the, the day after. The day after. It makes sense. But and, for how long? A week? That's the problem. Yeah. And he's going to be 100,000 CP. Oh, you're, you need an army to take him down. And he has recover. For never, you hope, know what I mean? I hope. So. Dabra had, had recover. Um, Mewtwo, I, I texted you, Karchidi, Chris Shriver, Damien, Damien, Ryan Cunningham. I texted everyone. And I said, we're catching an F in Mewtwo. That was the only <laughs> I, thing I said. I, I, hope, I hope you guys get him because I, you know. I, when we're done this podcast, I'm spending five minutes and I'm going to recover your stuff for you. All right. Well, you're you're going to well, be here well, for five minutes after right. the podcast. No problem. It's only 10.03 in the morning. We've only been recording for two hours. Um, we're not done yet. Um, we're going to fly through the rest of these stories. Splatoon 2 is getting a Nintendo Switch bundle that's headed to the United States on September 8th. And that's really cool because it's got the uh, pink and green Joy-Cons. Yeah, like I, I did see it. it. It looked awesome. And you get a carrying case with, for the Switch inside of it included. Are you buying your second one? Um, my buddy did. Did he? Mm-hmm. He bought a second Switch. I mean, he, hey. You know who you are. Shout-outs to have you. Have a backup. That's it's a right. smart plan. The next Splatfest will be September 1st through the 2nd and will feature two superhero abilities. We had Ketchup versus Mayo last time. I was on Team Ketchup. Team Mayo won. <laughs> We're not surprised, right, Team Dom? Mayo won. Team Mayo won. <laughs> Team Not surprised that I took ketchup? Yeah. Dom, Dom came over yesterday, and then we were talking about the podcast. He was like, that's we were talking about your French, French toast. toast. He's like, that's disgusting. We, we had a good laugh about that's it. That's funny. Um, so this, the uh, Splatfest will be September 1st. Saying Mayo won that Splatfest, even though ketchup had 73% of people sign up for it. It was bullshit. Half the time, ketchup <laughs> was fighting ketchup. But Team Flight versus Team Invincibility. Which one do you take? I'd probably... I mean, invisibility. You're, you're invisible. I, I, I would take that one. You take invisibility? Or flight, yeah. So you would rather have people not see you mm-hmm. so you can be a creep? Yep. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you're flying. You're either stealing no, shit no, but or that's you're what creeping I'm on yeah, females. You're, okay, you're... you're you can, I would fly. You're fly, but they're invisible. So how the fuck can you see them? You know what I'm saying? So fair play. If so, facto. <laughs> Wait, you're taking both then. No, no, I mean, I, no, I'm just saying, who would you rather have? Like, flight when you're looking over, you're over top of everyone, but if they're invisible, how can you see them? Right. You see what I'm saying? So I would go with being invisible. Oh, you mean if flight. it's a one-on-one battle? Exactly. Oh, I got you. Exactly. Actually. I'm just talking for my selfishness. I would fly myself because the cool thing is I could get to work, save money on gas, <laughs> right? I can get a little workout, number two. Number three, I don't have to fly 10,000 feet. I don't have to fly 30 feet in the air. I thought you were talking about the game, not in like real life. Would I rather have be invisible? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh for real so, life, shit! Of course, sp- I'd rather fly. A Splatfest, a Splatfest does not give you the power. Oh, oh okay. It's just which side okay. would you oh, okay. take? Oh, of course, shit! I'd rather fly. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's right, just. I, I thought you were talking about the game. They, they don't give you the ability. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's just they give you cats versus dogs. Okay, it's it just the title. The I got you. Okay. It's just the title for you to pick. So I'm on Team Flight. Yeah. Okay, Flight. Okay. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. There you go. If FIFA 18 does well on Switch, EA is open to other games being ported to Switch. The first and only thing that came to my head was Madden. I mean, that's to me, that's probably the biggest sports game. 
No? Uh, FIFA is. It, is it? FIFA is the biggest sports game. Yeah. NBA 2K is number two, and Madden is now number three. Wow. Yeah. It's Dude, because I remember back in the day, Madden was always number one. Yeah. But, well, uh, FIFA, I mean, I, I mean I, as FIFA a kid, on a global scale is uh, bigger okay. than Madden. I was going to, yeah, uh, when you say global, but I know back in the day, I, I had both. I had Madden and I had NBA Live, so. Yeah, I was always NHL, Madden, NBA 2K, or I'm sorry, MLB 2K. Tiger Woods Golf. Uh, Tiger Woods. Now MLB <laughs> is only on the show. I already traded 2017 in because I'm just totally over it. Damn. I will not buy any, I will only buy Madden and NHLs moving forward. That's it for my sports games. Xbox One X pre-order details to be revealed tomorrow. So Gamescom is going on right now. And if we had a computer and a working podcast and more time, uh, I would sit on this and we would talk about Gamescom. Xbox is having a freaking press conference tomorrow at 3 o'clock before SummerSlam. Like, my day is set tomorrow, dude. It's super hyped. But... uh, Obviously, you want to wait till next week to talk about it. Right, and they're going to give out the details of how to pre-order an Xbox One X, which is sad that you're waiting till your conference to make that your big splash. Because unfortunately, Crackdown 3, their big game for the year, has been delayed to spring 2018. That, coupled with this pre-order crap, if they don't nail this conference, is this the beginning of the end for the Xbox brand? I mean, me never owning an Xbox, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but to me, like... Where's their big? Where's their their Gears of War? Where's all you know? Where's the the big games that you know yeah. that started them? Yeah, Gears of War four came out last October to damn reviews, pretty decent sales. But you it's you'd, a whole new cast of characters. Uncharted on the fourth one still had Nathan Drake. They okay. didn't just keep it to a trilogy. That's why they're succeeding. But, so, but wouldn't you think that they'd make a fifth one for the new Xbox? No, they did. They made a. You're talking for Xbox One X? Yeah, yeah. That'll probably be next year. Next year? Okay. I think they're going to make some spin-off game or whatever or go back to their roots or do something. Because Gears of War 4, you introduced all new characters. You had one main series character be really prevalent in Gears 4 where Uncharted 4 succeeded because it was still Nathan Drake. Was the story about his brother and him? Yes. But it was you played as Nathan. It was a 23-hour game. It was insanely long. And it, it was really good. Gears 4 stumbled a bit. Nobody cares yeah, about these characters. I was like, no one cared. They didn't have the connection. Like Nobody they did. cares I got about you. these characters. They're all hipster, normal. You get it. <laughs> yeah. It's the young, athletic, African-American male, the main, uh, main character, teenage, early 20s white guy. Generic JD was his freaking name. <laughs> and then you had the, the non-white, uh, like, either Asian and or Indian female. You had the, all the stereotypes in there. It, of course the white male was the lead because it's bullshit. It was not Im- impressive. It wasn't – the story didn't wow me. I, I was totally – I'm totally wow. kind of over it. it, it it's, it's a surprise here just knowing how much I know you love the er, the first, what, three games and then come this one. It just like, seems Crack, like they, they missed down the- 3 was my freaking saving grace for this console. Well, you have to wait another year for it. I'm going to have to wait till at least spring 2018, man. Uh, Planet of the Apes, The Last Frontier, a freaking Planet of the Apes game has been – I know. That's – I, I thought out. I read it wrong. I was like, what? And it's coming out this fall. That's insane. I mean, to play Caesar, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the movies are great, but the game, I don't know if that's, if that's up my alley. Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Now you're speaking my language. And Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta plus Android 16 and 18 have all been announced for Dragon Ball Fighters. I mean, to me, like, this, like... How is this even like they automatically should have been in there? Of course. But it's good they're to see. Just, they're just doing the character reveals to get you hyped. It's good to see that the, at least the god modes are in there. Shenmue 3 is going to be published by Deep Silver. They did Persona 5. Get hyped for that. That's probably still a few years away. We Happy Few is going to release on April 13th, 2018 on PS4, 
Xbox One, and PC. Um, we don't have the upcoming games for you this week. But lastly, in the music section, brand new, out of nowhere, dropped Science Fiction, their fifth LP. It's available for vinyl pre-order, CD pre-order in October, but the digital is now. They stealth released it out of nowhere. I downloaded it. I bought it. I listened to it. It's pretty damn good. I mean, you. I know you, you love brand new. Obviously, you have a tattoo on your damn leg. Um, I'm not as big as fan as you are, but you know, it's, you said I might, it might not be up my alley, but I do like a lot of their songs. I probably will wind up buying this CD. Just, I have everything else. Yeah. Why not just to see what, what they brought to this new, and I like their acoustic songs. A lot of acoustic. It's to me, their studio albums are, were better than when I saw them that one time live. I don't know if it's just because we were in a stadium, the audio, maybe what the audio quality just wasn't there. And we will be seeing them in October. I don't know. You're not going, but I will be going with Mike Ford and Ryan Cunningham uh, at the uh, Electric Factory. Mike's not going with us, but we'll meet up with him there. And somebody from work told me they're going. So it'll be a hyped-ass show. I'm excited. And it's a good thing you got the pre-sale because I got the email, or I I saw online that like, as soon as they went on sale, what, 10 a.m., 10.02, everywhere was sold out. Yep, and it, I'm super hyped on it. The record's really, really good. I still stand by it. It's a mix of De- Devil and Deja. So keep that rolling brand new. Thank you for the stealth release. Um, but that has been episode 56, uh, part five of We Podcast <laughs> and We Know Things. Thank you, everybody, for, for just hanging in there with us. Uh, I'm going to do my best to go jumble this shit together and edit it together. But good thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 57. Now I can play Sonic. <laughs>